Give the secret handshake. Check your cloaks. And remove your tinfoil hats. This is the Illuminati Social Club. The podcast you don't want they to know about. This is bullshit. This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the mysteries we will examine. Welcome to the In Search of series here on the Illuminati Social Club. I'm your host, Jason from Parma. Joining me from Guelph, Ontario, Canada, Mr. Oliver Oxide. Hello, all. How's everybody? Oh, I'm doing well. How about yourself? Super, thank you. Good. And from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Doc Pinko, Steve Cloutier. How the heck are you? I'm doing fine. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, this week we are... Yeah, every episode starts off with an, with an exasperated sigh. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> season 5, episode 12, Laugh Therapy. This should be hilarious. I'm going to challenge <laughs> us. I'm going to challenge us to go through this entire episode without laughing. Oh, challenge accepted. <laughs> Damn, I, I failed already. Um, no, it's, my, like my, Seinfeld, it's like the Seinfeld episode. You're out. <laughs> my, 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 my opening, uh, my opening line before I, uh, before I started the episode is, this should be hilarious. I don't, I, I'm pretty sure I meant that tongue in cheek. Or unironically, or ironically. I, I have no idea how I meant that. But, uh, Oliver, what were your impressions of this episode? I am still waiting for the punchline. <laughs> um, this, this episode was bizarre. You know it. <laughs> I mean, from the beginning, which is horrendous to watch. Oh, I know. Yeah. Hold up, because the, I do talk about this. Okay, the, the I won't I won't spoil it then. But the thesis of the actual episode is ridiculous <laughs> because laughter and happiness are not the same thing. No. <laughs> so uh. I don't understand what they were. Uh, oh, we'll get into it more, but just awful. I know, Steve. Well, this is the, that kind of hangover from the 70s in which, you know, you, you had all these kinds of different emotional therapies, mm-hmm. right? Primal screaming, you know, going out and just, you know, getting angry, allowing yourself getting angry or, or, or going out somewhere and just yelling, you know, all that kind of thing. It's, it's just an extension of that sort of new age hippie kind of thing, except that now they, they realize that yelling and screaming doesn't help. So maybe laughter will. Watch five and a half seasons of In Search of yeah. you feel. <laughs> I, I, I now now after Steve pointed out primal scream therapy, now this I'm I'm sure season six is going to six is going to have a nipple confusion episode. I just know it. <sighs> okay, the episode didn't make me laugh, but the conversation about the episode, <laughs> now that's funny. Ah, uh, 
I suppose we should play clips. I only have five in this episode, thank God. Laughter. One of the most familiar yet least understood of the body's responses. <laughs> Scientific examination reveals it to be a mystery, its role in human behavior unknown. Recent evidence indicates that laughter may be linked somehow to our mysterious ability to heal ourselves. Is laughter capable of keeping us well? What occurs when a person laughs is a sudden mental explosion. I would rather have a comedian with me when I'm feeling badly than a doctor. What is the importance of laughter? Could it be linked to survival itself? Come with us now as we go in search of laugh therapy. Well, like last week's episode, you're going to be greatly disappointed when you find out that not a whole lot of laugh therapy covered in this or anything. Well, they, they, they at one point, it's about five minutes in, they blow the theory to pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to it, but, I, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah can, uh, first of all, the guy at the beginning, you know, that, that face, couldn't they find someone with slightly better teeth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> And I'm English, so, you know. <laughs> uh, in the beginning of that clip also, and, and we will have, you know, they will come back. Uh, Carl Reiner and Steve Allen appear in this episode. I believe that's who you were talking about, famous people in our uh, Twitter DMs. That's, that's to whom I was referring. Okay. Uh, can laughter heal our bodies? Who knows? Why do we laugh? Spoiler, we still don't know. But I like laughing. I, I think sometimes I'm a funny guy. Yes, you are. So they talk about laugh therapy in the, the opening clip. We go through all the music and all that crap. And they come back <laughs> oh. to <laughs> some guy having his wrists burned and then covered in mustard paste. Yeah. That's not funny. No. That's. Ugh. And w- just to warn the v- the people who may watch this episode, it it ain't just you know burning them like you would. I mean it it's going into the skin. Oh yeah. I mean it's yeah. it's terrible. I'm thinking, how did they not cut off their their artery? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like oh. oh. Ah. Um. You got no blood flow to the hand if you do that. Uh, so yeah, then you know, then Doctor Ari Keen, I think, is his name. Uh, he expl- basically he explains the placebo effect, which is you know, people believe that this treatment of burning the wrist and spreading mustard. Uh, I can't even. Uh, you know, people believe that'll work for things, so they do it. Uh, if anyone, you know, living in those areas where they still burn wrists and spread yeah, on them, uh, 
If you're listening, you might want to turn it off here because it's wrong. It doesn't work. <laughs> also, I'm not aware that mustard paste it has an antiseptic in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing I was thinking no, about. No, but it's, it's like, got oh. something. No, but it's got plenty of stuff in it that'll burn you. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Um, and and I had this note. Um, they show like. Uh, a, a lab scene of you know, like a close up of a you know somebody pipetting stuff, and I just had you know I worked in a lab for seven and a half years. Uh, the person was holding the pipette and then opening a flask by turning the flask while <laughs> holding the. That is wrong. No, you set the flask down on a solid surface and you open the cap. Sorry, I. <sighs> oh, lab lab nerd. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm a lab nerd. So <sighs> after five five and a half seasons, you still think in search of should be getting it right? <laughs> <laughs> You'd think after five and a half seasons they would. <laughs> I, my expectations are way too high. Um. So now we meet. Honestly, I'm going to say a voice of reason for this episode. We meet Dr. Shapiro, who has the most extraordinary collection. <laughs> I love this. I want I want to visit this collection because this is the coolest stuff. This strange device cured many people at the turn of the century, yet it actually does nothing but emit a blue spark. When a treatment has no explainable medical basis for affecting health, but somehow does, it is called a placebo. Dr. A.K. Shapiro has spent the last 20 years investigating the so-called placebo effect. A placebo is probably connected and related to the will to, to, uh, to live, the will to get better. It's probably a built-in genetic mechanism that helped mankind survive. It's omnipresent. Everybody's subject to it. It's very difficult to recognize. It's probably universal. So, yeah. Um, then, you know, that what he said there, not wrong. No. It's, you know, the placebo effect is demonstrable to a point. Um, but he has the the collection that I forgot that I had the intro clip to him first. But he has basically it. It is a huge room just full of various placebos from all over the world and all over time, including yeah. unicorn horn. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, the the unicorn horn was uh, the 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 ultra rich at the time would pay upwards of a half a million dollars for unicorn horn because it would uh, it, it was an aphrodisiac and cured everything. It was the CBD oil of uh, medieval <laughs> times. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna I am gonna catch shit for that. I know it. I've done this two weeks in a row now. Um, the poor, the poor people 
used to drink the water that the unicorn was bathed in. Yeah. <laughs> All I have to say to that is somebody got really, really rich. <laughs> but now we continue. I This is the most fascinating part of the episode. If you're if you were to watch this episode, watch up until the end of Dr. Shapiro's segment and then turn it off. People also had a treatment which involved bathing the unicorn in water. And they drank unicorn water for pennies. Here is a powdered unicorn horn which uh, I bought in Japan in a herbalist shop. Here's an aphrodisiac uh, recommended by uh, Maimonides which consists of a hollowed-out carrot into which you urinate, and it's a cure for impotence, which he wrote about in his volume or work on the treatment of sexual disorders. Here's uh, Hirudo medicinalis, that's a leech, which we're extensively used in treatment to, again, withdraw the bad from the inside. These were all placebos used in the past. Peeing into a carrot. Huh? Mm -hmm. Peeing into a carrot. That is interesting. (laughs) Um, you know, after this, you know, they, you know, he talks about, you know, laughter being, you know, being a uh, placebo effect. And he said it could work in reverse. You know, if people are uptight about laughing, you know, it could hurt them. So I honestly think this guy is a voice of reason. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. he is. I mean, and he's he's explaining the whole the whole problem of the episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first of all, let's go back into it into uh, in search of seasons and find all the placebos that they talk about. Mm-hmm. All of them, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, acupuncture, anyone? That was just a few weeks ago. Um, so let's see, biofeedback. Uh, I don't know much about it. The guy, the guy talked about it, and I still have no idea what the hell he said. I love the guy though. He looked like a he looked like a villain from Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a used car salesman, one of the two. Yeah, Robert Friedman. So, Steve, what did he say? Well, basically what it is is that that you you basically get the feedback from your body and you learn to control oh, okay. that feedback. Oh, okay, that's kind of what I have here. Right. All right. Yeah. Um, but but remember this. Yes. Because I've looked ahead. Oh. Um, Season six spoiler. Oh. Biofeedback bi- will return. Oh, okay. Uh, and I just said here, this episode is really stretching the topic. Um, now we meet, uh, Norman Cousins, who we already met at the beginning of this episode. He's the guy with the really bad teeth. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, no, Norman Cousins was, uh, uh, he was, uh, he, he was diagnosed with a collagen disease, um, that was incurable. So he left the hospital and he went to a hotel and took 
certain kinds of vitamins and uh he laughed a lot um okay uh anyone well i'm just wondering what what the word vitamin is a euphemism for (laughs) yeah (laughs) copious amounts of hard drugs and hookers uh oh sorry that was last episode yeah really um so now I think we meet we meet the uh he's a psychologist studying laugh therapy himself personally. So here's that clip. At Stanford University, psychiatrist Dr. William Fry takes part in a unique study. He is wired to monitor his body's vital physiology while experiencing sustained laughter. The primary study that we're doing this uh, procedure here, the, putting the uh, cannula into my artery, is to study, make a uh, direct, uh, continuous study of the effect of laughter on blood pressure. There are also uh, these electrodes on my chest, which will give us uh, readings on the uh, heart rate and the uh, characteristics of the heart action. In other words, the, what's called the electrocardiogram. Will research reveal that laughter is the best medicine? No. <laughs> no, not at all. No. Um, that, that reminded me of that Jack Handy thing from Saturday Night Live <laughs> in, which, in which he said, my father always said laughter is the best medicine. I guess that's why so many of my brothers and sisters died of tuberculosis. <laughs> <laughs> uh so he goes on, you know, he, he's, he's hooked up to all this stuff, and uh, he's watching old slapstick movies. Uh, for me, Wiley Cody and Roadrunner cartoons will do it. I will, I, I will laugh hilarious. You know, I will laugh forever watching those. And I also have, this guy has bad teeth. So we get, and I did not get any clips of Carl Reiner and Steve Allen, but they, they make appearances. Okay, well, can I just address the Carl Reiner thing to begin with? Sure. Carl Reiner completely negates this whole episode <clears throat> about five to seven minutes in when he laughs for 45 seconds. <clears throat> and it's fake. Mm-hmm. It's fake laughter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you <laughs> therapy is <laughs> supposed to be based on truths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And if you're able to fake something, there's no value in it whatsoever. May I also point out, and I'm sorry to get nerdy on this one, comedy or laughter, what makes you laugh, is cultural. Mm-hmm. There's nothing scientific about it. Right. Cultures change. Um, 70 years ago, everybody laughed at the Three Stooges. I didn't, but, mm-hmm. but a, a lot of people did. Well, you weren't around 70 years ago. True. But 40 years after that, they made the Three Stooges again, except with a nine-year-old being left alone in a house. Mm. And that made everybody laugh then. (laughs) Dave Chappelle was regarded as one of the genius comedians in the world 10 years ago. Now everybody hates him. (laughs) Comedy and what makes you laugh is dependent upon the culture at the time. There's nothing scientific that can be proven about that at all. Right. And just as my final point on this rant, Jason, and I apologize for going on so long. Oh, no, you're allowed. As I said, laughter and happiness are two completely different things. Mm -hmm. 
as we know now, people who are bipolar, a very, very unhealthy state, one half of the bipolar is laughing hysterically and becoming manic. Hmm. That's not happiness. Hmm. So the whole premise of the episode is not only negated by hmm. culture, mm -hmm. by science, but by the people actually in the episode. <laughs> but the the only you know the only thing that that stands now is why is laughter a thing <laughs> which we still don't know well it's the same as asking why is crying a thing yeah that's it's true it's an emotion <laughs> yeah uh so uh now, now the Steve Allen clip was from what i've heard that was that was genuine you know like his that that continuous laughter that you know oh yeah the one from the 50s oh yeah the live tv show yeah absolutely that was real because you got people around you laughing and you're just gonna keep laughing and you know he's doing all this live so and we haven't got to patch adams yet either <laughs> yeah we're, we're getting to him now okay he's a stuntman uh i i can't remember his name we'll, we'll just go with patch red horton We'll go with Patch, Patch Adams okay, there. Patch uh, Adams. Uh, yeah, stuntman dresses up as a clown to inspire laughter. Uh, except clowns are creepy to a lot of people. John Wayne Gacy and Stephen King just ruined clowns <laughs> forever. Um, I, I, I just wonder, you know, does this guy have a daredevil death wish? So, see what I did there? <laughs> Uh, well done. Uh, so yeah, he goes to you know children's hospitals and you know entertains kids, which you know hey that's that's good, that's noble. And we meet Jerry Jewell, who uh, yeah, I, I I knew I remembered her from somewhere. Yeah, oh, she took boy. the good, she took the bad, she took them both, and there you have the and facts of the life. Facts of life. Uh, yeah, she was a stand-up comedian, which. Maybe maybe her act was funny at the time, but you know, I, I really I didn't find it funny. No. Uh, well, nobody was laughing, uh, <laughs> and when they if you noticed that they cut in a laugh track <laughs> right in the middle of her speaking, like mm -hmm. the editing was not even was not <laughs> even good. And if you go back and you watch the episode, I think she was on Facts of Life only for a year. No, she was there for, for like uh, like for four years. She wasn't there for she wasn't a, a regular. She was like a recurring character. Uh, okay, uh, boy, that doesn't age well. No. Um, yeah. There's yeah. The cultural sensitivities of today would not really mm. look well upon that. <laughs> so, she was also in Deadwood. Is oh, she? really? Yeah, she's in, she's in Deadwood. Huh. She play she plays kind of the janitor in the whorehouse that uh swear engine Ian McShane's character oh, okay. runs. And finally, through this whole episode, we have never we have not seen Leonard until now. The last clip of the show. It's obvious that laughter is important to us for our mental well being. That's indisputable. Is it also possible that it actually helps to keep us well physically? We do know it feels good, but we don't know why. Will we someday? 
Perhaps future research will more clearly define the positive physical effects of laughter. Until then, we can certainly continue enjoying its obvious psychological benefits. You know, Leonard could have uh, sold that a little more if he wasn't so serious when he said it. <laughs> I think I think he needed a red nose. <laughs> can I also can I also just say that um, when he when he first started that he he was standing in front of a bunch of comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you see in the background, there's a, there's a comic called Kazar. Hmm. I had that exact comic book. Oh, cool. Awesome. Um, by the way, the comic books he was standing in front of weren't necessarily funny comic books. No. You know, they were, they were superhero comics, which, you know, are usually action packed, not, not, not funny. So (sighs) they really, they really dropped the ball on this episode. Am I there's right? No pre- there's no premise to begin with, and then the premise that they do get, they just completely negate. It, mm. I found this very frustrating for 22 minutes. I really, I, I'm not looking forward to the next episode, or the episode after that, or the episode after that. Does anyone else have anything to add before we before we just shoot this one out of a cannon? Well, we got the filler again. We got the filler again, yes. So again, it wasn't 22 minutes. It was 21 minutes. <laughs> and filler. Yes. <sighs> you know, I feel like I have to play that filler. Go ahead. Lost civilizations. Extraterrestrials. Myths and monsters. Missing persons. Magic and witchcraft. Unexplained phenomena. In search of cameras are traveling the world, seeking out these great mysteries. This program was the result of the work of scientists, researchers, and a group of highly skilled technicians. So there we go. That, that was the clip. That was, the, that was that ending clip that we've heard now, I think, on like five episodes. So my my question here is is which of those categories that Leonard l- listed off does laugh therapy fall under? <laughs> Unexplained phenomenon? No. I don't know. Uh, dear Lord. Steve, anything to add? Um, no. Oliver, anything to add? Yes, we're going to shoot it out of a confetti cannon, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's all laugh at the end of this episode. So, uh, Oliver, tell people where they can find you on the Internet. Uh, well, this is certainly if you don't want to laugh. You can find me on uh, Twitter, at Oliver Oxide. Steven. Oh, you can find me on the Twitter as well, but I'm at Doc Pinko. You could find me at Alien CG, and you could find this podcast at Illuminati Pod. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> have a good week, everyone. Toodles, kids. See ya.